Support for the Lincoln Project podcast comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who've switched to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable, all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com Lincoln. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash Lincoln. Odoo, modern management made simple. Hey guys, it's Reed. Before we get started, now is the time to get involved. We're almost to the end of the first quarter of 2023. We got nine months to build out the field army for the pro-democracy movement to make sure it's ready to fight in 2024. Go to jointheunion.us and sign up today. Sign up to do your part in the fight for our future. Jointheunion.us. And now, on with the show. Welcome back to The Lincoln Project. I'm your host, Reed Galen. I'm coming to you today solo to give some thoughts on the news that we saw last night, that a Manhattan grand jury has indicted former President Donald Trump. The office of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has been investigating Trump for his role in a 2016 hush money payment scheme and cover-up involving porn star Stormy Daniels. Yesterday's indictment came as somewhat of a surprise due to the reports that the grand jury had been scheduled to take a month-long hiatus. Donald Trump was also shocked by the news of the indictment and learned about it through the media, not from the DA's office. And so I think that as we get into this, we should think about first and foremost, where this puts us as a country. This is the next phase of what Jeff Charlotte, the author of The Undertow, which you'll hear here on the podcast soon, called the Trumpocene era. At some point, Donald Trump was going to be indicted by someone he will probably be indicted by more people, whether or not it's the Fulton County District Attorney in Georgia or Jack Smith and the feds for a variety of things. But now we're in a different place. We're through the looking glass. How this is all going to play out, no one can tell you. And anybody political, legal, otherwise, probably doesn't know either. We know that next Tuesday, by media accounts, Trump will present himself in Manhattan to be fingerprinted and officially booked. What that means from here, as far as a trial is concerned, an arraignment is concerned, you know, the idea of trying to choose a jury in Manhattan of 12 people who don't know enough about Donald Trump or don't have an opinion of him enough will be something in and of itself. But here's the thing, is that it puts Trump back where he wants to be, which is in the middle of the American consciousness We will talk about this between now and next November. He will use this as his both defense about why he's running for president and his main reason for taking on the deep state or George Soros or people like them, i.e. Alvin Bragg, who happens to be African-American. And so we don't know where this is going to go. We got a little glimpse of it last weekend in Waco when he gave what was arguably in a lifetime of unhinged speeches, about as unhinged a speech as he has given in his life, or at least in his public life. And we're going to see more of that. And we're going to hear more of that. And he is going to incite his followers, his most 
ardent followers to some sort of violence. Do we know that they'll do anything? I hope to God not, but we should not be surprised by it. There were a lot of people saying Trump's the first former president to be indicted. Okay, but Trump is a president of firsts. He was the first president to insult a war hero like John McCain. He was the first president to buddy up with the world's dictators. He was the first president to aid and abet the deaths of 800,000 Americans because of his incompetence on COVID. He's the first president to be impeached twice. He's the first president to actively incite an insurrection to overthrow the results of a free and fair election. So is this surprising? No. This is the next step and hopefully a step towards the end of Trump's involvement in American life. But it's also important that we understand this from the perspective of his position as the leader of an authoritarian movement. It must always be about the fight. It must always be about him. He must always be protecting his people. They keep saying on Fox News and everywhere else, well, if they can do it to him, they can do it to you. Yes, that's the idea of the rule of law. One of his attorneys, Michael Cohen, who's been on this show and whose podcast I've appeared, went to prison for this very event. There are now 34 charges, from what we understand, pending. The indictment has not been unsealed, so we don't know what they are. But the point is, is that this gives Trump what he wants, as I said at the top, which is the politics of eternity, the politics of inevitability, that people like him, and we saw this when he was president, so many of us will hang on the things that he says and does because, again, he needs to be in the middle of all of it. And let's talk about the reactions. Just like in a dysfunctional family at Christmas that all comes back together and everybody finds their roles to play, everybody is playing their roles. We shouldn't be surprised by this. Trump is doing what he does. Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, Ron DeSantis, Glenn Youngkin, Elise Stefanik, even Mike Pence, all of them have fallen in line behind Trump. All of them. They've all attacked Alvin Bragg, said that this is unprecedented, that these charges are meaningless. You know, Fox News is on the offensive. And so Republicans, as we here at the Lincoln Project have been saying for weeks, if not months, when discussing an impending indictment, that when push came to shove, every one of them, every one of them would get behind him. And that's what they've done. The reason why any of them, whether or not it's DeSantis or Nikki Haley or any of them, would continue to run for president given the fact that they've all bent the knee to him doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but there's a lot that doesn't make sense. The Democrats, again, have done their part, which is this is the time. It's enough is enough. There's been some cheerleading. Okay, right? Like Trump is a boogeyman. And the idea that he could be potentially finally getting some comeuppance, you know, would I say it would be satisfying? It is, but. I want to see a jury foreman say guilty. And then there's the media. You know, since Trump announced two Tuesdays ago that he was about to be arrested, everybody zoomed in on it, right? We didn't have any evidence that this was going to happen when Trump said it would, but we all fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. We all focused on it. We all went headlong for his trick because he's a genius at this. Whether you like him or not, he's really, really good at this. And so the media has done their part and they will give Trump more attention than he could hope for, more oxygen than he could hope for, and we'll see a little bit of 2015-2016 redux. None of this should be surprising. 
Now we look forward, right? What's going to happen? Well, we always thought he was the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party. And I think if it doesn't cement it, it certainly um, puts enough Elmer's glue on it to hold it together for him until, you know, a caucus in Iowa or, or a primary in New Hampshire next year. Do I think this helps or hurts him with independent voters? I think it's too soon to say. I think there have been some surveys that demonstrate that, not surprisingly, Democrats, but a lot of swing voters and even some moderate Republicans are sort of sick of the antics. They're sick of the noise. They probably do believe he did something illegal. If it's not this, it's something else. But this is also the guy that we should not forget, you know, made his bones by saying he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. So he's never been afraid of laughing in the face of thousands of legal proceedings in the past, and he'll just use this one to his advantage. But again, we always knew that that was going to happen. But I should say this, whether or not it's D.A. Alvin Bragg or any other prosecutor that's looking into him, there will be tumult. There will be static. There will be noise. There will be trouble. But this is what we have to do. If we're not going to hold the powerful to account, we will hold no one to account. And I think that the example of putting a former president before the law, I think, is an important thing. We've never done it before for a reason. It doesn't happen that often. Richard Nixon was pardoned by Gerald Ford. And, you know, you don't want your presidents indicted. We're not like France. We're not like Israel. We're not like other countries where they sort of routinely put, you know, high-level politicians in jail. You know, we've put plenty of governors and senators and members of Congress and state legislatures in jail, but presidents were always protected by, you know, the Constitution, by the Justice Department saying they couldn't be indicted while in office. Well, here he is. He's not in office anymore. And so we are at the very, very beginning of this journey. And this journey will run parallel to the 2024 campaign. I do believe that we'll see more indictments, probably before the summer really gets going. I think that there's, again, me being at best a jailhouse lawyer gang, think that there will be some window in which prosecutors will want to bring charges against him before they get too close to primary season at the beginning of next year. Again, that could be Fulton County in Georgia. That could be the feds, whatever the case might be. But we're at the very beginning of this process, everyone, not the end. And so what I would say is this is take a deep breath. It's going to be a long road, but we've been on a long road for almost eight years together, gang. And if we hang together and we understand what's at stake, which again, at the end of this, guys, we should not forget what's at stake here, which is American democracy. You might sometimes get tired of me saying it. You might get tired of the Lincoln Project saying it. But at the end of the day, that's what this is about. Donald Trump has uniquely, uniformly, and continuously tried to undermine the foundations of American democracy, the foundations of American life. And this is the first step in him being held to account. Do I know where these charges will go? I don't. But here's what I know. As we get deeper into this, the noise will increase. The hue and cry from Republicans will increase. But here's what we know. The further down the rabbit hole they go, the more they will illustrate why none of them, from Donald Trump on down, have any business being in a position of public trust, anywhere near any sort of power, or near a place where they can do more damage to our democracy and therefore to our country and therefore to every single one of us. So I hope everyone has a good weekend. I will talk to you again next week. And until then, have a great day. Thank you.
Thanks again to everyone for listening. Be sure to follow and subscribe to The Lincoln Project on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or however you listen. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. To connect with us, follow us on Twitter, at Project Lincoln, and for more information on our movement, to join our mailing list, subscribe to our newsletter, or make a contribution to our efforts, visit lincolnproject.us. If you want to message the podcast directly, please send an email to podcast at lincolnproject.us. And if you want to personally join the fight to save our nation's democracy, visit jointheunion.us. For The Lincoln Project, I'm Reed Galen. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.